8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. All right, so that was a really important discussion. Maybe not the normal that we have as a big hitter, but very important all the same. And we'll have a podcast up of that uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, check it up, safm.coza, 9 a.m. thereabouts. In fact, the, the guest we had uh, yesterday, Andris uh, Tluyama from uh, Arang, uh, SA, we've got a podcast of him, so you can check it out. Go to safm.co.za. You will certainly find it. Okay, let's get into another. If, if the one is issue of hope, because it is hope, Chuck is very much about hope. Goodness, there's a sense of hopelessness. Your stories of general violence in our country, and, and I've said this before, you can say what you want. I'm not interested in which political party you come from, an ideology. The levels of crime and violent crime in our country is just not acceptable. The ra- lousy part of the reality is every time we speak about it on air, we say the same thing. There's not a single shift that I can pick up anywhere in the last five or ten years. And I wish I'm wrong. I, I wish someone could say, hey, you got it wrong. Here's the examples. We know the numbers. They just suggest otherwise. So that's general violence or crime and violent crime in society. The other one is, is uh, and certainly in the last few years, there's an increase of violent crime amongst young people, children, in actual school, Nohal. It's happening at schools where there's examples of children killing other younger children. I mean, can you believe it? Um, and then killing older people all in the last few days. I know when we were school, there were violence. There were bullies. But the best or the best or the worst that happened was you, you'd get a punch-up. The fact that people can actually be stabbed and killed is unthinkable. So what's the issue with violence in schools? How should we deal with it? And I'm just thinking as I talk, you could actually say, ask the same question about just violence in general. But anyway, give it a shot. The scope really is very much about schools. I mean, that's the narrow focus. Uh, Brigadier Vishnaidu, as always, thanks for giving off your time, the national spokesperson for the SAPS. Thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us. Um, help us. So, I mean, there's been a few incidences, right, in the last few days. What the issue of a 27-year-old Temani from Limpopo allegedly killed by a group of high school pupils. Then there were other learners who had killed another young person in school. Uh, and I guess there's a couple more we can't even remember from, from previous months. What do you make of all of this, uh, Brigadier Naidu? Um, thank you very much for this uh, opportunity, Ashraf, and a very good evening to you. Thank you. Um, I think uh, before I start, let me just put this into proper perspective. The, the matter of the 28-year-old man that was killed in Limpopo, the incident didn't happen in a school. It happened on a Saturday in a public area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in a park. And uh, the unfortunate thing is he was killed by a 15- and 16-year-old, allegedly, by them, the five that we've arrested, they rank within that age group, 15 and 16. Yes, they are schoolgoers, uh, grade uh, 10 pupils uh, that we've arrested, but they, this incident didn't happen in a school. The thing is, in your time and my time, Ashraf, and I don't want to give your age and my age away, we didn't have the privilege or the luxury of social media when as and when things happen, they immediately get, uh, uh, they become known to society at large. These incidents have, have taken place, but with little or no knowledge to the greater, uh, to the greater public 
you know, with the immediate effect. You'd wait a day or two, you'd read it in the newspaper, listen to it on the radio, and so forth. Now, with social media, um, the, the information is getting out much quicker. It's much impactful. It's it's getting, um, you know, it, it raises the, the emotions of people and so forth because of the immediacy. The sad thing about this incident this weekend is that as bad as the, the actual killing was, what made it worse, what compounded the problem was, the youngsters videoed the actual attack on the 28-year-old, posted that video, and then one of the one of the suspects um, then went further to claim to have been uh, or claim to be a son of a police officer and to say that nothing can be done uh, to him is what actually angered the uh, you know angered the nation more. But of course, we've arrested this guy. He's one of the five that we have arrested. He's one of the five that's currently behind bars. He's one of the five that's going to face charges of murder tomorrow, and he's going to appear in the Polokwane Magistrate's Court uh, tomorrow on that charge. So we've acted very quickly. The National Commissioner has expressed utmost condemnation for the attack. He's commended the police officers for the speedy response to this case in bringing these uh, youngsters to book. But when you look at the type of people, the age group of people that are involved, we have to ask ourselves the question, is what is happening to our society? Because this is clearly it's going to be a societal problem. Well, so I mean, that, that, you, you, you raise a very good point. So, I mean, you're right. So whether by the lateral, literally, it's not in school, but it's school children. And I mean, that really is our focus, whether they're in school, because I can also think about many fights from school children where they will meet you outside of the cafes, because that's where the big fight's going to take place. So it still is violence among school children, uh, and it doesn't make much of a difference where whether it was inside or outside. So help me with with answers. I mean, you're right about social media, but we're not suggesting because of social media we that that it's it's uh, it happened a lot before, but we just don't know about it. I mean. Is it is it accurate to say that the frequency of violent crime by committed by school going children is definitely greater than before? Um, I, I'm not in a position to to give you that kind of assessment to draw that kind of um, you know conclusion. Yeah, yes, but the, the 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 violence associated with what is happening, I would say, as has increased. Um, you know, uh, we've had an incident in the northwest province where we saw youngsters pelting boulders against a helpless body lying on the ground not so long ago. Um, now we have this incident, which was also went viral on social media. Then there was a stabbing of one youngster on another youngster in school. That, that violence is what's really concerning. Um, to say there's an increase in the number of attacks, no. Let me just tell you, Ashraf, the biggest problem that we're having, we have uh, school safety committees uh, in the schools. We have school safety officer, a dedicated police officer that's dedicated to schools that serves as a, as a mentor for, for students in, ter- you know, in respect of school safety uh, throughout the country. The biggest challenge that we're having at schools ranks amongst these here. It's bullying. It's uh, drugs and substance abuse, teenage pregnancy. Not so much the violent crimes that you know mm. that we see, but but what you know all these other ones that I've listed, the other three that I've listed, is not so captivating um, in the hearts and minds of people because there's not that much violence associated with it. When violence is associated with with certain acts, then uh, people become alarmed, people become concerned about about these kind of incidents. And that's what for us is, 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 is really concerning. So 
The National Commissioner today, in, in, in a statement that we put out, has called on communities to form part of community policing structures throughout the country. A revised community policing strategy was launched last year. This thing, this strategy is giving opportunities to uh, to members of the community to to take the initiative, become responsible, get involved in not just fighting of crime, but developmental, um, uh, you know, um, projects that can develop society, develop communities, to create, to inculcate the sense of belonging, the sense of education, awareness, and so forth uh, in our community, so that we can ultimately achieve the objectives of preventing crimes, whatever crimes, whether it's, it's a serious crime or whether it's a minor crime, a crime is a crime. So we want to mm. achieve that. Now, now, you made the point, and I think rightfully so, that it is, it's not isolated, it's a, it's a societal problem. So therefore, the point I was making, that it still falls under the greater issue of just violent crime in our society. Now, you, you from the police side, and yes, it's maybe unfair, your, your job is to police, right? But, 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 but are there insights that suggest that, you know, we, we have the answers to this? Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon. I didn't do hear the last do we have any insights that suggest that we have the strategic answers to stamp out this type of violence? Well, yeah, we're working closely with the Department of Social Development, Department of Education. Um, we, we come right now, as I'm speaking to you, Ashraf, I am in the East End at uh, a conference center where today we had a, uh, the election of the Junior National Commissioner of uh, Police. Uh, there were nine provincial commissioners that came together. There were debates, speeches, uh, questions put by the panelists to to these uh, junior commissioners. And incidentally, the uh, the junior provincial commissioner of Gauteng won the competition. She is now the junior national commissioner of police. This is an initiative that uh, is being rolled out to to use children because remember there's a lot of peer pressure in our schools. So we're using children to instill and incul- inculcate peer pressure but in a positive way you know um so th- these are some of the, the 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 projects and strategies that we are coming up with that forms part of the national youth crime prevention strategy so and and you know there are a lot of key objectives on the strategy to 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 be able to you know that that, that empowers us to make us able to to educate um the youth uh, about the effects of crime the effects of drugs the effects of substances uh, that's harmful to the body and so forth. Okay, is there is a final point you wish to make, Brigadier uh, United? Yes, I want to say that uh, with regards to the incident this weekend, I know there's there's huge uproar uh, nationwide, particularly in the Limpopo province in Polokwane in Limpopo. We want the community to be calm, to remain calm. I know there was a hashtag created uh, justice for the for the deceased that were, that was killed on Saturday. Mm. Um, we're asking them to just remain calm, to allow the the, the 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 law to take its course. The police have acted swiftly; they've arrested suspects. Let the law take its course. Come forward and assist us. Whatever whatever information, whatever um, evidence that they may have that will help us uh, successfully uh, conclude this case. Uh, as opposed to taking the law into their own hands. Well, I think it's a very important point. Thank you for your time. And having said that, there's genuine concern from people that this is just not acceptable. Brigadier Vishnu Naidu, or Vishnu the national spokesperson for the SAPS. Let's get let's get some calls on this issue. Selby, we'll get to Gerald in just a second. Uh, in fact, we'll get to Selby just now. Gerald, go ahead. Hi. It's a pity the commissioner had to go, but... Uh, 
the city press column by Monty Makanya, and he was on earlier on on, on uh, Bongi's show, was the, the the nation of no consequence or the society of no consequences. And uh, Vishnadu, they at the centre of meeting out consequences for for this kind of behaviour. But it, you know, I'd always take it back to where I see the problem lies. The problem lies at the leadership of this country, and we can see there's absolutely no consequence. I mean, there, there are, are just, at least half the cabinet have been named in criminal activity, and probably at least 30% of the National Assembly. But let's leave them for the minute. Vishnadu himself would know that there's been a report out this week. Uh, um, uh, just uh, it's, a, it's a survey of taxi commuters, and you only have to drive down any street anywhere in the country, and not only taxi drivers, but you see just general lawlessness on the road. And you would have someone drive past in an SAPS vehicle, he would see the general lawlessness on the road, and he would just do nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, in 95% of the cases, I can tell you now, you can drive past an SAPS car, you can have your cell phone stuck to your ear, and he wouldn't even raise his finger, or just, he wouldn't even be perturbed about it. But this is truly what his mind is. So what, what can we extract from that as a result well, of what you well, just said? Well, simply, said. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it, while we're having a, a, a part and parcel of this failed state, is not only have we got a highly corrupted government, that's one issue, but there's a simple thing in life. When you're given a job, just do your job. And if you don't want to do your job, ship out. So if you want to sit in an SAPS vehicle and stay into space all day, just go get another job. There's 9 million people that are unemployed. They'll do your job. So if you're a law enforcement officer, do your job. Okay, That's got it. that. Thank you. Thank you for your time. There you are, Gerald. Uh, Jay, hi, Jay. Hi, Hashraf. Uh, good evening to you and to your producer. Good evening, Thank indeed. Thank you for your concern. Hashraf, um, we are going to keep talking about the problem. That's not going to end it. We've got to find solutions. Um, in, in my community and where I live, I, I live quite a distance from the actual activities that's taking place. Now, we have instilled such a program. We've got the youth center on on a Saturday morning. There's so much of things that goes on right up to academic uh, tuition, playing chess, they're playing volleyball, and various other activities. They have a market day and so forth. Now, we as a community, if we're not going to get together and sort this problem out, as much as we're going to point our fingers at the politicians and all the people that's holding all the higher position and holding the coffers of this land, we're not going to get them to come and budge. We have to do it ourselves. Okay, how, how do we go about doing how, so? How, right, we got retired, retired teachers, professional people in music, academic studies, various other fields, even right up to women knowing how to cook and, and sew, come forward and once a week at least one of these programs can be installed in the afternoon for our youth because they can turn out to become good chefs, good musicians. They can run a sewing uh, uh, department at their home, even with two machiners. They can do various things, even start like a, a little crash at home, a daycare thing, and later on take up a training. Even train them, send them for as a volunteer at the hospitals and their homes and get that experience so when they send the CVs out, they got those 
letters of recommendation that they spent so many hours doing voluntary work, what would they do if they start earning a salary if mm, they've got that mm. experience? Okay. So even go to a motor mechanic, go to a fisherman okay. Let's and ask him. Yeah. All right. Let's leave it at that. So basically, these are the saying, solutions we have to find in. Okay. And hello. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, people who are running uh, uh, businesses, they, they sh- our shopping malls and uh, little businesses, ask them to allow these people to come and do a couple hours of serving them. Maybe give them transport money or for the meals, and encourage them. Uh, very much away from okay, all you've, the All right, yes. you've made the point. Thanks, thanks for that call. I wonder people listening in would agree with some of the points made by Jay there around stamping out the problems of violence committed by children in school, out of school, but either way, definitely school children. We get a, a representative from the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation uh, who give us his thoughts in terms of what ha- needs to happen next right after this. 8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Garda. Okay, so let's get another take on this year. We'll, we'll get a representative from Satu, in fact, as well, coming up later on. But for now, a researcher at the Center for the Study of Violence and Reconciliation is uh, Selby Klinwa. Selby, good chatting to you and thanks for your time. Hey, good evening, Asraf, and good, good evening to you. All right, I'm very concerned, as I think you would be as well. Again, with this explosive news about young school kids committing, not a punch, but violence to the point where they would kill people or allegedly kill people but, and, and bragging about it, okay? What, what, what do you make of this, firstly? Why do you think this is happening? Certainly, that, that is quite shocking, but not surprising. But, but Asaf, maybe let me just pick one or two issues that the the national spokesperson has spoken about, which I, I think, uh, as uh, to articulate our views as in the Center for the Center of Violence and Reconciliation, I mean, it's around issues of violence and you know, and love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the the spokesman spoke about the you know uh, that institutions uh, have, have been sort of free zones out of violence. Uh, he spoke about uh, he said uh, the petty you know crimes that will happen there is he mentioned issues of bullying against substance abuse but i think that's that that's where the cracks of the maker starts for an example drug and substance abuse has put there's evidence that drug and substance abuse uh, leads to to violence i, I think as a society are aware that for instance GPV in many instances is, is a result of doesn't substance abuse because there's power and identity around that. That's the first point. The second one is around the question of bullying. Bullying in many instances occurs either between men and women or men amongst themselves or young boys amongst themselves in in that in, I mean in, in, in our schools. Mm-hmm. And that also has a potential because you know how we socialize our young men to grow up you know that in terms in relation to masculinity and all of that so those are some of the of the issues so, and therefore the point that i'm trying to raise before i go back to your point is that both the issues that the national spokesman has raised do have 
an impact or do result in violence, you see. So how we socialize our young men in, in relation to how we groom them, uh, in relation to masculinity and all of that, but also drugs and substance abuse, we know in terms of you know how men uh, begin to think that women are dependent, uh, there's this financial dependence on them in relation to how they're supposed to be supporting them. And in fact, when men are, you know, are drunk and all of that, after they've taken some, you know, some, some disease, what do they do at home? GPV, femicide, is as a result of, there's a correlation to, to those mm. issues. Okay, so let's confirm, but you're that, saying, but you're saying that, substance that, abuse that, and bullying, is, is there anything else in terms of major causes? Can you repeat that again? You as made well? the point about substance abuse and you made the point about bullying as, as two yes, major I, causes. I, the point that I was raising is that I was just to, trying to articulate what the spokesperson was saying. To say in, 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 in schools, basically, uh, we do not necessarily find, you know, uh, a prevalence of violence. And I was saying, if I've heard correctly, I was saying there is a correlation between drug and substance abuse that would lead or has a potential to lead to violence. We've, we, I mean, the research is, is there, it's out there. GPV, you know, bullying in schools, for an example, young men, because of masculinity, how we socialize at our homes, they take what we, we do at our homes, they take that to school, and then it gradually goes, it, it grows and grows and grows. But and do grows. I get a sense that, that, that we, you know, we as in society, never mind making a noise as we do now and expressing our concern and disgust yes. and anger. Beyond that, we, we can't do much else. I, I'm, I'm saying also perhaps to come to this point, uh, Ashraf, is that as a society we've got what, what we call it in the excess where choose of unresolved trauma. As we know, after 1994, you know, or pre-1994, there were many instances where people were replaced, and post-1994, how do we then begin to say, to society, how do we socialize society to say there are tools, there are instruments, there are institutions that are geared towards addressing uh, grievances if we define people, you know? So, so there was no socialization of saying, how do we deal with that? You know, for instance, I'm, I'm just taking this discussion beyond what, what we think are uh, just symptoms. Issues of the TRC, for an example. How did you deal with the issues of how we did with our society? Yeah, you know, okay. people of, where people were in a place and all of that. Uh, and how do we, how did we respond to the apartheid, you know, apparatus? You know, so it's, it's it, it therefore it becomes inter, uh, generational, because if you were to take the issue about these young boys in, in Limpumpu, these are people who have born in 2002, 2003. They have never been part of the mm, flag. Mm, mm. They don't understand anything about the flag. Absolutely. But yet they are doing exactly what we've done prior uh, post-1994. And therefore, those okay. are issues that we need to I'm, I'm saying we need to deal with I that. Wanted, I want to take callers now and just pick up that point that Gerald made, uh, and maybe you heard that earlier on, right? Which is that there's a sense of impunity. It doesn't matter who does what, from politicians to business people to all the way down to young school children. 
There's a sense that you can get away with doing what you feel like. I mean, how big an issue is that in people trying their luck? I, I didn't hear the, the discussion, the input from, from Ruth Gerard. But what, what I can, what, 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 one input I can make here is that in many instances, wherever you find violence, particularly around where, whether it's gang violence or, or what, what we call collective violence, is that in many instances, people lose their power and identity so as, so that they can be able to affiliate to the group setting. So you would find that, for an example, a young man, these boys or young, young boys who, you know, were involved in that, that gruesome killing in Limpombo, one or two of them would ordinarily would never have done that thing. That end. Okay. Let's, let's do this. They want affiliation in the, in the, in the group. You know, so they lost their power and identity. So those are some of the issues okay. that we need to be able to think deep about. So this is what we call it, uh, mob psycho. All right, but I'm yeah. just wondering whether there's a systemic plan to actually eliminate this, or are we going to talk about this for the next 10 years as well? Just hold that thought because I want to get some calls on this issue. Uh, Pule is in Pocha. Pule, hi. I, I was in, I was in Good mother. talking to you, Pule. Go ahead. You know, this issue, every time when you listen to the issue of violence, people always talk about masculinity and the boys. I mean, look at this issue. There were girls also in there. I mean, if we don't address this issue in totality and all avoid the issue of always isolating boys and boys are masculinity, it, it, it's not working. We need to address the issue of violence in the society in totality. And when we look at our leadership, I mean, somebody talked about the issue of no consequences. I mean, look at what the EFF is doing in Parliament right now. Uh, one of the EFF guys slept one of the punch one of the security guys there and nothing is happening there are so many things that are happening around in leadership that we as the kids down i mean i'm working with some of the students at at university we are trying to provide some funds there and uh, we have lost only 2.5 million because the students at some of the universities more especially the eff guys i'm not blaming EFF, but i'm just saying that some of the the, the utterances coming from the leadership of the of eff it's affecting the students on the ground and it's affecting us that's we guys who are trying to assist the students we have, we have lost 2.5 million from sponsorship from overseas because of some of the violence against these students mm, good point, yeah. because they are saying that the students when we listen to them and say our leadership up there say we should push for this if we don't push for this it means we are we are giving up to the colonies and the corruption whereas it's corruption in itself because if leadership julius maleva to talk violence and you look at violence, what they, they, they propagate at, 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 the, at, at the parliament, it affects the students. Make no mistake, yeah. because most of the students who are okay. growing up right now, right. they idolize Malema and they idolize the political. Okay. And it's killing us. And the issue of, 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 of masculinity and boys, it needs, we need to stop talking about it. We need to talk about the kids, because both girls and boys are involved in these things. And we need to... We need, okay, we need to I, I got that. Let's get a response for that. Some may concur. Others are going to maybe challenge your thoughts about that. Uh, Pule will pick up that up. Let's get, let's get other calls, and I'll get my guests to respond. And it's Sola from the Free State. You're on the air. Hello. Ashraf, a very good evening to you, my man. Good evening. Good talking to you. And good evening to, 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 to the listeners of SAFM. Thank you. We're talking to Tola from Betriel. Good. Go ahead. Ashraf, you know what? I am, you know, I, I am so, I'm so sad, my man. Let me tell you something. You know, we can talk and become blue or pale in our faces. Before a child goes to school, to school that child comes from a family. 
before a child becomes a sports person, that child is a first a member of a family. Before a child even becomes a parliamentarian, that child is first a member of a family. Ashraf, what I'm trying to say is, unless, unless we get the family structures correct, we are not going to win this battle. Ashraf, let me tell you this. Today, fathers and mothers, they will stand up in the face of God and be blamed for failing to do what parents ought to do in their families and to their, to their, to their children. We have lost the moral compass of our families. We, have, we don't know how to teach our children love. We don't know how to teach our children discipline. We don't know how even to teach our children that a human being is not just only a body and a mind, it's also a soul and a spirit that is attached and connected to God the Creator. Okay. All right. Well, you know, you know here, here's the thing. I mean, what, what about other countries with the problems they face? Do they still get as violent as this? Why are we any different? Why can't we change that? Thanks for that call, Tola. Sean in Durban, hi. Thanks for the fantastic show. Thank you. Ashraf, uh, many of your listeners um, have given like some very valid reasons. Um, this is, uh, you know, there's no one reason for, uh, you know, the impunity, uh, the culture of impunity. There's so many things, but I don't know. I just believe that um, this, this, there, there's a moral and there's a, there's a breakdown of the family. And, um, you know, South Africa's got tremendously high rates of crime on women. And it's generally in, in households, you know, it's, 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 in, it's in lots of people's households where children see their fathers beating their mothers and, and, and you know, some, some really atrocious things when they're young. And basically it stays with you for life. And the thing is that combined with some of these absolutely horrific um, digital games that, 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 that people use first shooter games and these games which are basically um, sort of go against moral fabric, you know, it's, you know the, the, the better you are, the more points you accumulate, you know, it's, it's absolutely crazy. When you compare it to our day, when we grew up, uh, we were playing Monopoly and we were playing cards and we were playing things like that, mm. which, um, which, which were, you know, they were communica- communicative games. It got the family together. We all played together. There was no violence. Now you've got these kids in front of TVs on their own uh, with their headphones on, just playing these, uh, uh, you know, these tremendously violent games at, at, at very young ages. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and that combined with this breakdown of, uh, the, you know, the fabric of family and, uh, and morality. Um, and, and you combine that with impunity, like no okay. one gets... Um, all right. So I think it's a combination of everything. Okay, Sean, now I've got that your lines. We were losing you in terms of line. Sean, we've got that losing you. Let's get a response, Salvi. Uh, just before I let you go, re- respond to, to those callers, Salvi. I, I think uh, we, we Asaf, my, my, our contention is that sometimes we need, in fact, in the current situation in South Africa, we need to name things. Um, the fact of the matter is that let's take the there's a case that is just you know there's a sentence that uh, is it Joseph Roda who got it today around the femicide you know issue mm-hmm. uh, 20, the 20 year sentence in many instances violence 
happen to people that we know. And uh, if you can locate it in terms of the genesis thereof, where does it happen? It starts from home. It starts from what the, the speaker before this one, who spoke about the family's values that we supposed to be exposing to our children. Certainly I agree that we must say kids and all of that. But the elephant in the room is that how as parents we grow up our young men. Okay, yeah. How right. do we, our young boys, to say when you grow, this is how we expect mm. you as, a, okay. as you grow up and, and all of that. All right. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that because I mean I want to also get the representative from Satu okay. as well. But but Sabi, Sabi Klingwa, thank you for your time. I think the, the one issue is, <coughs> excuse me, speaking to Selby and even before that with the spokesperson for the SAPS, this, everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody's saying the right things. But I've yet to, I've yet to get a clear-cut strategy in terms of what actually has been going on. We'll get some calls. Um, uh, I'll, I'll check out your SMSs too because there's, there's people SMSing. Let me update you. Mamalodi Sundowns have beaten Cape Town City by three goals to two. So celebration from Mamalodi Sundowns winning by three goals to two. We'll get a, another response. In fact, we can cross to him right now. Uh, Mugwena Maluleke is the General Secretary of SATU, the South African Democratic Teachers Union. Good chatting to you once again, Mugwena. Thanks for your time. Uh, yes, good Good evening. How are you? I'm good indeed. I'm concerned about violence, violence in school or violence outside of school by school children. What's the what's the Satu response? What's the teacher response to this? Well, we must take this opportunity to greet your listeners uh, and the people of our country um, with the shock that we have been suffering after the parent uh, had come to the school to attack the teacher. And once we were still agonizing about that, then we were confronted with a learner who stepped another learner to death. And therefore, our teachers and our children um, are more vulnerable in our schools today. And therefore, as an organization, we think we have made a calling uh, to the authorities and the communities. But we think something um, drastic has got to happen because losing a life at the school we think is the worst thing that we we, we, we can tolerate um, as, as a society. Well, yeah, okay, so what, what can be done? I'm, you may have heard me say earlier, this, the concern, the, re, the, 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 the outrage is the same every time this type of thing happens. Clearly, it needs something more dramatic and drastic than that. First, I, we're saying that now it is time that... Uh, the government has got to pass the law that protects the children and the, and, 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 and the teachers in schools in terms of safety standards that are enforceable um, so that at least we are able to monitor, predict uh, that uh, these type of things happen because they are predictable. Research has shown us that where there are standards that are for safety and they're monitored and they're enforceable in terms of the law, uh, then we are then able to predict that this kind of violence can happen in school. Um, and secondly, uh, it is that we have to embark on a program about educating our children and our society that violence is not part of the job for the teacher. So if I go to school, it is not part of my job uh, to be violated, to be attacked and other things because as we do now, it is that you know, officials uh, in the departments 
and uh, our politicians, they think that this is part of our job. That is the teachers, mm-hmm. uh, it is fine for us to experience this. But, but isn't that the problem? There, there's been examples of teachers who have been violent with school learners, number one. There's also been adv- examples of parliamentarians having goes at each other. Uh, besides, you know, other areas of society. I'm talking about two that plays a very prominent public role, right? Uh, yes, yes. Th- doesn't this just, just tell children this is okay? This is the way we live? Yes. Yes, of course. When you see politicians themselves um, um, uh, attacking others violently, uh, physically, so uh, basically that the children learn uh, from us, and then they say, "Look, there's uh, there's, there's there's no value um, in, in in conflict management. Uh, what you've got to do is to physically attack the other person as part of a, um, a solution." And 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 we think that our communities and our society has got to fight against this particular because it has become now a new normal that when you go to school you'll be attacked and we think that we need each other to ensure that we say no to violence we need to adopt an attitude that says i am a school fan and therefore i am going to make sure that violence uh, is stopped um, uh, in our schools violence stops in our society but first and foremost is that i'm speaking on behalf of the teachers i'm speaking mm-hmm. on behalf of the learners and I'm saying that Fair enough, if yeah. the school is my school friend, yeah, I'm a friend of the school, my duty is to protect the school, is to make sure that the policies that are adopted and the policies that are, are, are going to be implemented are policies that are enforceable, are policies that can be easily uh, uh, monitored by the law enforcement agency so that we assist them to be able to deal with this particular okay. issue. Let's get we need action. Well, we need action. We just need a new way of doing this type of thing, as far as I'm concerned. Rosani is on the line from Limpopo. If I can get your quick thoughts on this issue. Rosani, hello. Yes, thank you, Mr. Ashraf. Thank um, you. On, on this issue, we are dealing with a uh, human behavior. Uh, that is influenced by genetic di- uh, predisposition and also by environment. So with genetics, there's, much, there's nothing much that we can do. But when we look at the environment, most of our kids today, they are raising themselves. They are lacking guidance. So they have been raised by cell phones. They have been raised by televisions. But what we need to do, we need to guide them from the lower level. It can be at schools. It's about time that we don't give the responsibility only to the teachers. The government, we know we're struggling with finances, but let's try and get the psychologist, the psychotherapist, to get involved at the lower levels. There they are going to work. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause because we don't have much time, Rudzani. I've got your point. Okay, okay. Uh, we, we're going to wrap up, unfortunately. Mugwena, um, just, just comment on that, on that very important call from uh, Rudzani. Yes, psychosocial services are very important that we must deal with. And, then, and therefore, each and every school has got to have access to that, that we accept. And then we have been calling for that, and therefore we believe this can happen. Uh, but critically, it is that parenting is one of the most important things that we have got to do that, because it is the others who are involved in violence, not only the children. While I'm agreeing with Susanne is that the people that we see in Parliament, even yesterday in, uh, in Bloomfontein, they were adults who are attacking other people. And so for the parents who came to attack the teacher is not a child. So he has not been yeah, raised yeah. by a child force. Okay. He has been raised and therefore violence has been something that uh, we have been living with it. 
and therefore it's up to time to say we have what to stop. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna, le- we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. Thank you for your time, yeah. right? Um, okay. As as we wrap up the the segment of the show, that's uh, Mugwena Maluleke, the General Secretary of Satu. I'm still looking for from all of us if anybody's got a strategic plan that will eliminate violence in schools. I want to know, and if you have a strategic plan that will eliminate violence in our country, I want to know about it. You can tweet me, hashtag SFM Viewpoint. Um, tag me at Ashraf Ghanada. Looking forward to engaging with you. Let's get to the paper.